Does Antarctica have a gateway to an unknown world in the Earth? Did the Nazis build an underground advanced weapons development base on the continent during World War II? Are there secret weapons tests happening there now? Join us as we go down the jackalope hole of Antarctica conspiracies. This episode of Jackalope's Explore is brought to you by Sheridan Stationery Books and Gifts, located at 535 North Main Street in Sheridan. Stop by today to peruse books, stationery, gifts, sports cards, and more. Or visit us at SheridanStationeryBooks.com. I'm Floyd Whiting. I'm Aaron Linden. I'm Steve Sisson. And I'm Emmy Whiting, who hasn't been on in forever. <laughs> and <laughs> we I'm are here. your Jackalopes. So... There's a lot of different conspiracy theories out there that have to do with Antarctica. One of my absolute favorite um, is several several authors actually claim, with absolutely no supporting evidence, that the USA sent Operation High Jump to Antarctica in 1946 through 1947 to eradicate a secret German base that they had actually built down there just before the war really kicked off. So supposedly the Germans had been down there for quite some time and that that is where they had been developing a lot of secret weapons like UFOs and all kinds of various sci-fi stuff. After the war, rumor has it, two U-boats showed up uh, in Argentina or off the coast of South America. The crew was interrogated, and supposedly that crew said that they had come from Antarctica and that what was down there was basically a massive secret German base and that uh, no one would be able to crack it. So, according to uh, legend, Operation High Jump was kicked into effect. The United States, uh, according to some stories, invaded Antarctica with a sizable force, and uh, after quite a bit of time, uh, realizing that they could not actually dig these ticks out, dropped a couple bombs down there, A-bombs, the big ones. Now, there's no evidence to go along with this, uh, this theory, but it's, it's one that, you know, kind of feeds along the idea that Hitler had some place to go and that it wasn't Hitler's body in the bunker. It all fed into that kind of thing. Plus, you know, there were connections with the Nazis in Argentina and uh, some of them actually running to escape there. Uh, so it all kind of, it's one of those things like Aaron and I are constantly talking about. You need about this much evidence and then you just fill in the space. What do you guys think about the Nazi base conspiracy before we move on to other ones. 100% accurate. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've seen the videos of the Germans showing up down there. Come on. Um, it's an interesting one because although there isn't evidence, there's also not evidence, <laughs> which is a great conspiracy in and among itself because if you don't have anything to really go on but nobody's really saying no 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 that just really never happened because there were um instances where there was some sort of radioactive materials that had come back from antarctica or or you know polluted the coastlines whatever so did we go down there and drop nukes 
maybe was it just a test for like kind of what was to come maybe or was it to get the germans out of there maybe you know i i, I don't know what the actual answer is to that but there's enough stories out there that i don't doubt it happened the reason why it happened i'm not 100% sure my i would say this why would the united states hide that there's absolutely no reason to come back and say, oh, well, that didn't happen. If the Germans had a massive base down there and they were dug in, that's just good PR. We're not done yet. Fantastic. We found the last of them. Don't worry about it. The United States Army's on top of it. We're going to go take care of it. Unless they wanted it for some other reason. So what? You know, they'd be like, well, we got to keep this stuff under wraps. Like, well, we want to maybe- use this later. Right. Or maybe it was more like, oh, crap, how did we miss that? How do we miss a bunch of Germans going to Antarctica and we did nothing about it until yeah. it was too late? Like covering up their incompetence well, in, I, we in a sense. Well, they have been there. The, the Germans were there to try to get a, a, a whaling station going, yeah. I think, uh, if I remember right, because they didn't want to be dependent on Norway for whale oil. And so we knew that they were there. That was public knowledge. Whale oil. Right. The best perfume. <clears throat> But but at the same time, the individual that the Germans sent down there, and I, I forget his name now, was not in the German military. He was not part of the Third Reich. He was an explorer. So I see where, you know, a lot of these conspiracy theorists are sitting back saying, oh, but they sent this guy. He must have been looking for all... Well, yeah, he was. The same that Admiral Byrd did for us. Right, you know? and we'll get to Byrd probably in a second, but what if... Because, okay, Nazi Bell, right? We all like, okay, think Nazi know what Bell. that is, right? UFO looking deal. What if they had a pact with ancient alien civilizations that had dug into, because we'll probably get into pyramids and hollow earth and some of this other stuff, crystal cities. Um, what if they had a pact with the aliens? They went down there and they're like, we're going to mass produce this stuff. This is going to be a game changer. And we're like, oh, crap. So we go down, drop a couple of nukes, go, oh, we were never there. Aliens don't exist. Roswell was fake. Don't worry about it. And, well, this was before Roswell. But, I mean, the government's covered stuff up before. I can't imagine that, you know, if we went down there for some other kind of nefarious purpose, that we'd just come out with it as a PR campaign. Yeah, there would have to be more than just the Nazis involved for them to want to not broadcast around. There you go. Exactly. It would be... You know, total PR. But. It's right. a fantastic PR campaign. We thought we were done, but we weren't. Don't worry, America. We're on it. You know what I mean? I would do that. I'd be telling the entire world, hey, we're on a Nazi hunting mission, baby. That's a great Let's go get a PR voice. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. They They're pay so me good well at that. for it. <laughs> yeah. For the time, though, it would have had to have been give us a little sample. Uh, <laughs> so you'd be like, don't worry, America. We're on it. Yeah. Right? Wait, come on, boys. <laughs> News from the front. Go get them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Throw a little brass behind that, and man, you've got it. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. We should make a new podcast intro that has that voiceover on it. I love it. it. <laughs> With some old, like, newsreel clip. I used to do, like, a little segment back in the day when I was doing Sergeant Floyd's Sunday Morning Reverie, and that's how I would read the news. I wouldn't read the news like that, but that's how I did my introduction. 
And then I would always come back with something ridiculous, you know, like brought to you by the MRE MREs. When the enemy doesn't get you, the chow will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's always fun. But the expired candy bars. <laughs> hey, man, I'm going to let you know right now. Tootsie Rolls last forever. They're not good to start with. They have helped to save America. <gasps> How Blasphemy. dare you? <laughs> dare you? <laughs> they are an American institution. <laughs> but I'm going to go with Steve on this, where it's if, you know, we had Nazis buried down there, I honestly think that the United States wouldn't have hidden that at all. It would just be another kick to the pants of patriotism. Let's go down there. Let's dig them out. Let's remove them. Now, if that is where they were developing, say, like secret weapons, or they did have some sort of odd partnership with aliens and they were doing stuff nefarious like that down there, then yeah, you'd probably want to cover that up. But to what extent? Mm -hmm. And again, we're talking a sizable force in the 1940s. This isn't, you know, the America that people know now where we're like, oh man, we've covered up so much through the years. And they have. Make no mistake that they have. But this is not that time. Everyone is behind the United States. Everyone is with us. We believe in the government movement. No one's trying to hide too much, to my knowledge. So the idea that we get down there with this massive force and we invade it, and then none of those boys said anything when they came home? Bullshit. I just tend to think of that movie, Diablo Pass, when yeah. they're doing yeah. Yeah. experiments. In, you know, the Arctic or wherever it was, you know. Yeah. And well, that's Devil's Pass in Russia. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Some radiation Russia. stuff going on. But, uh, you know, just talking about the Antarctica makes me think of that movie. And it was about time traveling and traveling. Like, that they, that they yeah. had found a, a wormhole or a warpole. Yes. Something that they, they didn't understand. So they tried to isolate it. Um, but... There's other stories from this place as well. And we'll we'll get on to some of the things more recent because there's been some pretty recent uh I guess you could say whistleblowers and, and here's here's the deal. It is so hard sometimes to sit back and try to buy in to a lot of things that are said conspiracy theory wise by people who have these very sordid painted backgrounds you know hey i was brought up in uh remote viewing as a child it's like wow really like like what and if if people don't understand the remote viewing program it was basically an idea that human beings either have or can be developed into sitting back and remote viewing a location just by sitting in a room so telepathically uh being able to see and know where certain weapons are or or secret organizations we we should almost <clears throat> devote a show to we, that like there was a could. movie with george clooney men who stare at goats that was kind of loosely based yeah, on it was loosely a based on that, a real project it's based on a true story yeah um but remote viewing it, I mean, I don't want to go down another Jack Lope hole, but there there was enough evidence <clears throat> that people could f actually read a specific sheet of paper in a file across the globe. And I mean, it was documented, so I don't know how they did That's that. It was wild. very bizarre, but yeah, that mm. that might be an That's another. See, I've heard about remote viewers being able to find missing people. Mm-hmm. 
And it's like, well, yeah, you know, do they really have this ability or are they just great detectives? Because sometimes, you know, people say that, well, he, he knew nothing. We brought him into a room. He sat there. He looked at one thing and all of a sudden he knew right where that individual was. Right. I'd be like, he did it. Yeah, (laughs) that's exactly (laughs) He definitely did it. (laughs) But uh, returning to Antarctica, uh, one reason why I say that is because of the individual who actually came forward to blow the whistle on this. I I do take him quite seriously. But again, once you're uh, part of a government program, you know, it's so easy for others to discredit you based on your history, right? And uh, a lot of people have tried to discredit that individual. But... So was there a Nazi base down there? Yes. But was it there to develop secret weapons and we had to enact Operation High Jump? This jackalope is saying, no, I don't believe it. I've got like a 26-page paper uh, where the individual... You said you weren't going to read it. <laughs> Don't get it. Don't get Oh, no, he's got no. it. No. I'm not, not going to read it. I'm not going to read it. But I am going to uh, at least acknowledge all the work that this uh, Peter Beeching actually put into this. Hitler's Antarctic base, the myth and the reality. Um, you know, this the University of Cambridge. So check it out. Uh, you can find that online. I, I hope I'm, I'm reading the author's name correctly, but it goes into detail about the operations that have taken place. Okay. Uh, operations that took place by the Germans, individuals who they did send down to Antarctica, but the real reasons as to why they did. I just want to know if the author of it was either in Skull and Bones or... <laughs> all part like of the that. conspiracy, yeah. man. Hey, you know, 26-page papers. Maybe 33rd Degree Mason, something. I don't know. I mean, well, I, I need to check high. him out. So the other uh, theory that I hear a lot um, is the one regarding Admiral Byrd. And Aaron, you know a little bit more about this than I do, but his secret journals that have like mysteriously vanished, but somehow someone read a little bit of it and they can talk on it. UFOs, a hole in the earth leading to crystal city. The crystal city. What what are these things? So it, I don't have specific dates. I will I will just be real clean and clear and transparent on this. This is the one time I did not really prepare much because it, I don't know. I've lived in a time warp like the last couple of weeks, but um, haven't we all? Yeah. But when I heard it was Antarctica, I'm like, okay, I know enough about this, but I don't have specific dates. But so he leads this, this team of aircraft down there and they're flying along and there's all kinds of details to this. Like they were gone for way longer than they should have been able to be gone with the amount of fuel that they had and on and on. But as they're approaching this specific area of Antarctica, and I'm not 100% sure if it was over the South Pole or not, but they were all of a sudden surrounded by four different flying objects that they weren't sure what they were. Leftover German technology, maybe. Um, But they found a hole into what they called the Crystal City. It It was an inner Earth city that was like utopia essentially i mean just you know shiny fancy buildings everybody's 
happy, everything exotic great. birds, exotic, exotic plants, birds. an entire forest down there, everything, a whole everything ecosystem you could imagine from <laughs> one of those sci-fi journey to the center of the earth, amazing, opulent, marble, you know, roads kind of thing. That's what they reported seeing. Now, did they fly into a hole? Is there a hollow earth? I mean, those are all other shows that we could get into, but that's what they said years and years later, bless you. Um, <laughs> Thank it you, was, Grant. It was way, way afterwards, <laughs> one of his guys had come out and said, no, none of that. Actually, I didn't, I didn't see any of that. And he was claiming it might have been some sort of mirage or, but when they asked him about the fuel, about how they were gone for so long and how they could not have been for what he could not explain that. So again, it's kind of like one of those Philadelphia experiment thing. There's just some weird stuff going on. Either that or somebody mismarked a number on a piece of paper. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, the fuel... Uh, how much is needed as opposed to how much they had as opposed to how much time they were gone. <clears throat> All of that could have been somebody's math was wrong. I mean, honestly, it, it, it could be something that easy, I suppose, but it's a fantastic story. It regardless. is a fantastic story. Any, any hollow earth story novel. is awesome, yeah. right? Like there's a great novel out there that i read uh early on when i was a kid about like a hollow earth and no it wasn't journey to the center of the earth although if you haven't read that yet you should jules verne is genius but the idea of of like an entire society being down there and everything it's great when you're a kid but then all of a sudden you grow up and you learn some geology and you're like it's impossible it, it can't work um the density of this, uh, what's under the Earth's crust is what keeps this whole thing going, right? Like the iron that is actually spinning is the reason why we have a magnetic poles. It's the reason why, uh, you know, solar radiation isn't getting through, killing us all and wiping us out. And I mean, really, because the Earth is set up the way it is in the center is the one of the many reasons that we're allowed to support life on this rock. Mm. So, well, and you can't dig that far down to have a center earth without falling to, out of the bottom of the flat earth. So, I mean, it just <laughs> okay. doesn't make sense. Okay. So, the ice wall. The that, ice wall. That is, <laughs> which, which is kind of why I jest about that, because there's actually an art installation at DIA right now that portrays flat earth. And it's it's just... Interesting as anything because DIA, as we all know, is just a whacked out joint anyway. But <laughs> they, and they play into it so hard. Yeah. That, yeah. And that's the thing. Are they hiding in plain sight or are they just like, oh my gosh, this this actually gives people something to do while they're here? Yeah. Because travel's so awesome now, you're stuck in places for 16 days. Well, yeah. and think about that, Aaron. Think about the PR. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like having the lizard people on their big signs right. that we've talked about in the past and and that type of stuff what an amazing pr campaign oh yeah so you know, come visit dia now it's a destination it's not an airport right. my god this is a conspiracy destination now oh that's like our on-site podcast yeah <laughs> Ooh, I like that. that would be awesome if they <laughs> just, we'll so do that. look like an 18-hour layover <laughs> yeah in front of the flatterous display yeah yeah but so they've got this flat earth art installation. It's got like on the train tracks, this thing that goes up and it's 
it's hinting at that's what holds the firmament and whatever. But specifically on one side, it's just all sand and rock, right? And that's kind of the the barrier on that side. And then the whole other side is the ice wall. But in the ice wall, I mean, this artist knows their conspiracies because in the ice wall, there's actually a gate. And that's like the gate to get out of flat earth. And it's just amazing. But that's Antarctica. Is That's one of the theories is that it's a barren, icy wasteland that you can't get across because if you could, you could escape. Yeah. And go to other worlds. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Out there. <laughs> that's the flat earther. Yes. <laughs> and now there's art at DIA for it. I'm sorry. Well, you know, the thing of it is, is like when it comes to flat earthers, boy, some of those guys are really devoted. Yeah, oh, absolutely. really devoted. Absolutely. One of my favorite comments from one of their lead flat earthers was, we have supporters all around the world. <laughs> all over the globe. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, the, it, the hard part about that is there's a very simple scientific experiment that you can look up having to do with light and and bored uh that you can do right there in your backyard i mean the greeks knew it everyone knew that this is a round planet well and you, and you were talking about the, what is inside the earth you know the, the liquid and the iron mm-hmm. core and all that the, the magma you know that yeah is by the earthquake shock waves you can see what kind of material they hit and how it deflects mm-hmm. and that so that right there shows that the earth is a globe yeah and and it's you know it's it's the idea that it all if you were to look at the universe as science understands it, okay, then the globe, the round earth, uh, is really the only way that all of this is supported. Yeah. It's the only way that life exists. It's the only way that gravity works, you know, mass, space, all of it. Mm. Uh, so oh, it, yeah. I just, so. you know, and, and to sit there and tell me that, all of that is a big lie. Yeah, it has to be. There has to be no space. There has to be no other planets, no other solar systems for flat Earth to be true. Yeah. That, who are our overlords that have got us trapped in this NASA. massive ice? <laughs> nah, yeah, you know, NASA. but see, like, but are they? Like, who would be that? Yeah. Well, and the thing is, like, the, the globe Earth ideas predate NASA significantly. It's significantly. Greece, man, yeah. they, they're the ones who figured it out because two obelisks. Okay, on the same time or at the same time during the day are casting different shadows. And I can't remember what Greek mathematician was like, why does this shadow lay like this in Egypt, but lay like that in Greece when I'm visiting those areas? So he figured it out. It's the curvature of the damn earth. All right. If you have two objects and the sun is hitting them at the same time of day, they're going to be casting shadows in different ways. And that's the only way that he was able to explain it. Thus, the earth is round. Those Greeks, they knew what was going on. <laughs> but I, I, I do I, want to kind of bring it back real quick to Project High Jump, right? So 46, 47, go down, drop nukes, or do we? But interestingly enough, December 1st, 1959, they kicked off the Antarctic Treaty, mm-hmm. which said you cannot explode nuclear devices, you cannot use weapons of destruction, and you cannot store your nuclear waste in Antarctica. Well, Why would still, they do that? There's if... still wildlife and... <laughs> yeah, penguins and stuff. But... 
But what kicked that off? What made them all of a sudden in 59 go, well, we're, you know, decade passes. We really shouldn't do that down here. Because the planet okay. is dying. <laughs> well, and, and the UN, we're all sitting around, right? And, and NATO's looking over at Russia. I can't remember if NATO was in, in existence at that time. But we're, we're all coming together and forming these organizations. And now nuclear waste is a problem. It wasn't a problem before. That's not a that's not an issue. Who the hell cares? We'll just bury it in the middle of the New Mexican desert. Who who gives a damn? But now there's so much of it because now we're going into the Cold War. So we are all developing all these massive amounts of goddamn nuclear weapons because we'd rather destroy the entire world than uh, you know anything else really at that point in time. There were people just hovering over that that button. There were people pressuring people to push that button. So that's not an unreal statement. And don't they have similar treaties for like uh, uh, space? As yes. Well? Yeah. Something along those same lines. But someone somewhere was like, "Hey, man, just dump it in Antarctica. Nobody's there anyway." Dump and I'm it sure in that someone big was giant like, hole that "Oh, blew, there we go." <laughs> flew over. Yeah. yeah. Just dump it. Give it to the Crystal City. They won't. Yeah. Know. Just, just dump it in Antarctica. Who goes there? Maybe anyway? it's all the radiation he's hallucinating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so someone probably said, "You know what, Ted? That's a bad idea. So why don't we go ahead, draft a treaty right now?" And we all just agree that Antarctica is not a fucking dump site. Mm. Yeah. Right. Right. And so I would imagine that is why. Uh, because it, the waste really probably started to pile up. About it, it could be, but I just always kind of go back to that, like, you know, 46, 47, drop some nukes, maybe take out some aliens and some bad German dudes. And then, you know, in later 50s going... <laughs> Our yeah, bad. we've Our got bad. Uh, some creepy Arctic spiders and shit. We can't explain <laughs> down here now. Uh, the Arctic spiders is a whole nother theory, a, too, man. It's a whole nother you thing, You can look man. that up online. There there are quote-unquote pictures of the giant Arctic spiders. Giant Arctic giant, spiders. Yeah. And maybe that's where they came from, and everybody who sat around went, you know what, we don't want Arctic spiders, <laughs> no, so look, no I, more nukes. I, I will say that, like, you know, radiation and things like that do mutate stuff, right? But... Boy, it is a production of Hollywood that that it'll just make it bigger. Mm, it'll right. just make this, you know, this monster bigger. You know, when it comes to radiation, what does it do? It'll kill you. It won't make you into a superhero. It'll kill you. It kills life. Radiation kills cellular life. So even though I would say it could mutate certain things, it's not going to do the whole Hollywood making giant ants and all that stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Where well, the spiders come from then? Look at Chernobyl. That's a, a perfect example of there what you radiation yeah. due to wildlife. Mm -hmm. And there's yeah. no massive coyotes out there. Yeah. No, and, and wildlife's been running around there. Like, matter of fact, that's one reason why they were like, you know what, maybe we should really start. And I don't think they ever stopped testing. But one of the primary life forms that couldn't just run away was an earthworm. And so there's a scientist who goes into Chernobyl, fires up, you know, a chainsaw, lays it on the ground, and earthworms come to the surface, and he takes them back to the lab and tests them to see if anything's going on. Because they can't just take off like all the other animals did. Right. So that, I mean, they've been monitoring that. And no, he hasn't come across like a, <laughs> a forty-five foot earthworm. earthworm you know? See, Beetlejuice sandworms. I think that's where Earthworm Jim, the video game. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> you don't get a superhero earthworm guy without Chernobyl, really. <laughs> a little, yeah. little bit of Chernobyl behind him. <laughs> In reality, there's there's a 25-foot earthworm who's been running the Russian government. <laughs> right, exactly. He's, he's the one behind the curtain. Yeah. Well, the funny thing, too, about um, some of this is, like, so seven countries... It's it's Argentina, Australia, Chile, France, New Zealand, Norway, and the United Kingdom all claim lands of Antarctica. Yeah. Yet the United States doesn't recognize those claims as well as most other countries don't recognize those claims because they're like, okay, in the Arctic Treaty, one of the things was like nobody really owns mm-hmm. Antarctica. It's kind of everybody's because it's just this barren wasteland, but... We have three stations down there, the Amston Scott South Pole Station, Palmer Station, and McMurdo Stations. And if you've never gone online, Google those up, there's live feeds from these things. Yeah. So you can actually like watch, and most of the time nothing's going on, but you can actually watch what's going on down there. And sometimes if you catch it right, it's amazing. I have yet to see like a Yeti go by, but um, <laughs> what about a spider? Giant spider. I would love to it just, see the giant spider It's just go actually by crawling across the, the camera. The, the, the camera yeah. screen. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm going to, I'll find the photo and I'll give it to Grant. They're pretty fascinating. The it's it, that story is insane, but it's just funny that all these countries are like, this is ours. This is our section. And, Everybody else is like, no, it's no, not. we share. Right. <laughs> I don't know. When it comes to like, I don't want to get into a big old geopolitical discussion, but when it comes to Antarctica, I kind of feel the same way. I don't think anyone should own it. I don't either. I don't. I think it should be a yeah. research station. It should be someplace where we can send our scientists. It should be someplace, <clears throat> you know, where here's here's the hard part to that, though. You can justify doing just about anything on foreign soil that isn't owned because there's no law that governs anything, right? So I could build a base down there. And if I wanted to work on secret weapons that I know would be illegal according to UN law or illegal according to US law, well, I can just develop them there because I'm not on UN or US soil. It's so actually your law doesn't apply. One of the reasons I won't go on a cruise because mm. no one knows who to like how to investigate if when you're happens. on yeah. open water, and yeah. that's horrifying to me. <laughs> There's no jurisdiction. Yeah, I think the only thing that's kind of helping in that regard is that it's not a very easy place to work in. Right, it's very expensive. It's a harsh environment, so you've got to really invest in infrastructure and all the development stuff to make something like that happen. And I think it would be. In most cases, not worth the effort. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of people who sit there and say, well, you're not allowed on Antarctica. Yeah, right. Well, that's <laughs> not are, true. Yeah. Because I've got a, a brother-in-law, ex-brother-in-law, still a brother-in-law, uh, who actually played saxophone on these big cruise liners. And man, he said they used to stop off there all the time, just let people go out, mm-hmm. wander around. That's, that's how he can say he's played saxophone. On all seven continents. Because yeah. <laughs> right. he's yeah. like, I grabbed my sax, I ran out there, I played for the people, and now I can say that. Which I would do the exact same thing. I do it's know. Not, I mean, I understand that there are certain parts that are off limits. But again, if you want to just start letting civilians wander in there, we're going to have another Mount Everest situation. Well, yeah, right. Where people go in, but they don't make it out. Or, or people go in and they're like, well, don't bother grabbing that the effort to pack that out isn't worth it just leave it 
And all of a sudden, Antarctica becomes this massive trash heap. You know, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, two, three hundred years down the line. I mean, if you talk to a, a Mount Everest explorer, the top of that mountain is garbage, mm -hmm. just trash. Well, isn't there mm -hmm. like dead bodies up there, too? Yeah, they're, yeah. they're, they're waypoints. Yeah. The dead bodies are the markers. You can't just pack them down. Mr. Yeah. Green Boots, mm -hmm. most famous one, mm -hmm. probably. Yeah. It's sad, but, man. But... Do, you know, do you guys know about Lake Vostok in Antarctica? Are you talking about, is that the lake that is super dense? It is water in water. It's water in yeah, water. Yeah, fantastic scientific discovery. And it is. So this one always, always, always intrigued me because they wanted to drill down to it, right? And I'm like, that's where bad movies come from. Why do you release some amoeba that hasn't seen, yeah. you know, the light of day or not been under pressure for 400,000, maybe 400 million years? And then all of a sudden, that's where zombies come from. Like, bad choices. But it's also a really good experiment here on Earth as to what, like, the moon Europa would be mm -hmm. under all of the ice and all of the pressure. But this thing sits at uh, 13,100 feet under the surface of the ice, which places it approximately 1,600 feet below sea level. So it is a sea frozen in the sea. And this thing is, I cannot remember how, oh, surface area, 4,830 square miles. I mean, this is a giant freshwater lake contained within the ice contained within Antarctica and they've been trying to drill down to it. I don't know. I haven't really read anything on it in a long time. Um, but I'm like, good Lord, mm. if, if you hit that and whatever that pressure is, I've got to imagine would go off, you know, <laughs> like a geyser, right. Spilling whatever is in there everywhere. And then Antarctica will be off limits. <laughs> so uh, since we're on the topic of like real places, in Ar Antarctica, I thought about talking about Blood Falls, which is oh, a real yeah. place, and it's horrifying looking. <laughs> and I loved every second of looking it up, and I couldn't imagine, like, not knowing the science behind it and all the theories you could come up with. Just like the Earth is bleeding. Yeah, the blood of yeah. the Earth. Basically, it's a waterfall that's coming out of the glacier, and it's just red, and it gets the red color from the iron. And hmm. it's not being oxidated properly, right? Yeah. And well, they, it is oxidated. I think that's what makes it red. I'm not totally sure on the science on that. Yeah, me either. Scientists, I if think you're out the there, leave a comment. Oxidation that makes the coloration red. Yeah. Well, either so I think way, it is oxidized. It's red, and it used to be like a saltwater lake is where the water came from, but now it's a fall, you know, and things like that. But good goodness, I'm gonna have Grant add a picture because it looks like a bloodbath it is crazy <laughs> and of course i hear blood falls and i'm like i'm looking into that yeah right that sounds it's kind of like you know oh the blue lagoon it's like bloodbath falls <laughs> <laughs> what I could i look it. at the utopian hollow earth or the blood falls <laughs> but could you imagine before we had the science to figure that out what the theories would be it would be like the portal to hell yes yeah. or the don't go over there the witch lives there yeah. like yeah, demanding a, more sacrifices <laughs> this brings up a super good point and this is why like i i didn't prepare for this but i just know enough whacked out crap that i i don't even know where it comes from <laughs> but so antarctica was not discovered until 
when supposedly i got i i'll find the date but the oddest thing about it is it actually showed up on the perry perry reese map mm, without ice without yeah. ice yeah. like it was a lush vegetative island mm -hmm. with all kinds of habitat on it and i was just i'm like i want to say like 1500 or something like that right and yeah. i'm like how does how is that possible how is it possible that we have pretty detailed maps of Antarctica that show no ice whatsoever? Mm -hmm. It's it's kind of crazy. Well, I, I would say, um, because I've heard about that map, and I've heard about the the idea that, you know, they knew it was there. Um, but I think there's there's some pretty hard criticism regarding that map and it's uh um uh, what's the word i'm looking for here steve it's bullshit yeah there, <laughs> <laughs> there you go well, do it. well it depends how you write it but but how authentic <laughs> it actually is you know yeah and i um, think we've we've had we've got core samples that have been taken of ice that show it's been covered in ice for a very 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 long. like yeah. thousands and thousands and thousands of years it's, okay it's so the perry reese map was actually completed and compiled in 1513 um by the ottoman admiral cartographer perry reese well duh um <laughs> and then Antarctica itself was not known to normal humans until January of 1820. Mm. So we're talking a span of a long time that it showed up on the map before we really, and I mean, again, detailed and all, again, I've got a list of stuff to get Grant for post, but <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it's, I don't know. It's one of those things, again, is that where good conspiracies come from. You've got this map from 1513, been authenticated, mm -hmm. and then nobody even bothers to like look at this map and go, we should go check that out until 1820? <laughs> so it's kind of hard to get to. Yeah, that's especially the, with like the technology. Yeah. And the then. storms. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you don't even know the seasons down there, right? Because right. back then, it was unknown how the seasons were really working. You knew when they showed up, but you weren't sure because of the curvature of the Earth or the way that the Earth's axis sits. Mm -hmm. You could go down there and all of a sudden you're in the middle of winter. Or you could go down there and you're free and clear for summer. I don't know, depending on what side of the Earth that you're on. Okay, I have a tangent real quick. Because when I was in elementary school, they made us read this book about this exhibition... Expedition? Expedition. 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 Yeah. Well, I know it depends on where your story is going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Stop it. <laughs> and I don't know where it was from my understanding as an elementary student. I was like, oh, it's the Antarctica because it's somewhere real cold. Hmm. And um, they all died of scurvy and all froze and like yeah. their bodies were preserved or whatever. But they showed the picture of the dead body in this book. Hmm. Frozen. Shackleton expedition was it? Uh, I have no idea. That's the Arctic, not the Antarctic, right? I thought that was Antarctic. Is it Antarctic? Either way, I brought turkey for lunch that day. Big mistake. But anyway, that's that that picture, that story has always haunted me. So mm. yeah. But I'll have to look up what it actually is because I'm like, maybe I just don't want to think about it. Right. Traumatic. Yeah. No. Nope. Sh sh yeah. Shackleton was Antarctic, so I'm Antarctic, almost 100 okay. percent sure that's probably what yeah, it was. Probably, but either way, horrifying. 
don't show that to children. Yeah, Thank early you. early years like that, <laughs> expeditions to anywhere that were remote was dangerous. Absolutely. Let alone going to someplace like that. Yeah. That was half the draw of it, man. You know, you might not come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I don't know that that's ever been a draw for me. Well, maybe. Explore, I mean, like when we, when we talk about... Chasing you, aliens? Yeah, would you go up in a UFO? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and the chance might not <laughs> come back. Going to the moon? Going to Mars? Yeah, probably. Same thing, man. Yeah. Same thing. That, a matter of fact, that's an even harsher environment than the Arctic or the Antarctic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so air component. It's, it's that idea, you know, braving the frontier, man, going and, and crossing over and seeing what's beyond that mountain. I well, think that's something in us as human beings. I think that's in all of us in some way to want to be, to want to find something that's that's undiscovered, you know. And you could look at that in a spiritual way. You could look at that. In a, in a career way, a professional way, you could look at that in an exploratory way. We, there's something within us that drives us to find the new, to discover, to see what's beyond the mountain, to migrate over there, to brave the frontier. It's in all of us in some way. And I think that's absolutely fascinating. Uh, what is that? You know, um, I people who are religious and believe in God believe that, you know, some believe that this is what God put in us to go find him or her. You know, mm. boom, now, now discover the world. Uh, I just think it's, it's something about being a human being and being the one to look upon something for the first time, to, to discover something for the first time, to better all of us. I think it's something communal, not selfish. And so I think that's what drives us to make these amazing discoveries. And you could actually even argue that that is part of why conspiracies are fed and and keep going. Because you know something somebody else doesn't, right? Sure. And and you're on the verge of discovering who's behind it all. Mm -hmm. You're you're one of the very few people that have that insight into what's behind the curtain. I think that's a, a very big draw. Well, and Emmy and I were talking right before we came into the studio about the pyramids. Yeah. So let's let's touch on those. Recently. Yeah. What, what do we got going on with those pyramids down there? Well, do you want to? No, no. <laughs> it's pyramids. This is Aaron's yeah, field. Yeah. This is kind of this is kind of crazy. So there's been a lot of looking at Antarctica, you know, and Google Earth has a lot of great imaging that that people are looking at and whatever but there's so many things down there that that point to ancient civilizations so again maybe Perry Reese map where it was actually a more tropical climate at one point pole shift um but these these almost like cities laid out that you can identify on on a, a its grid pattern under the snow and ice but these pyramids that are very reminiscent to Gaza mm-hmm. or uh, Giza, rather, um, and even some South American pyramids where they're not four-sided pyramids. They're actually eight-sided pyramids because they have just that little bit of bend in them. Mm-hmm. But they're almost perfect, and they lay exactly on the north-south, east-west lines. I mean, there's a lot to be said for at least three of them that I know of down there looking like 
if they were un- not under a bunch of snow, they'd probably be full-on pyramids. Oh, yeah, like perfect pyramids. Uh, there is some great videos from the History Channel. You can find it on YouTube just about the pyramids, and it's really cool to watch. And maybe there was an ancient civilization down there. You know, maybe there was a pulse shift. Maybe all of this actually is connected. You know? Um, There's a witch living at Bloodfall. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe Google Earth imagery in that part of the globe is not very good. Or it's not. And when icebergs separate and erosion happens, pyramidal shapes form. Mm-hmm. Quite You possible. should see it, though. I, will, I have to look at those. Yes, because yeah. it's pretty It's pretty impressive. Yeah, we need, we, we'll get it in post. Yes. For sure. So if we sit back and you really look at the, the... Let's connect this. So what if, you know, Aaron's... Well, not theories, but Aaron's conspiracy. You're crazy theories. (laughs) (laughs) But the Great Pyramid itself is is actually a power generator Mm -hmm. and not a burial site, which, by the way, they've never found a body in any of the Great Pyramids. That is not where they buried their pharaohs. Uh, There's also no hieroglyphs in the Great Pyramid. Pretty odd. Um, It's just completely clear. You can go in there, all the walls, they don't, there's no really religious iconic uh, iconography. There's, there's, there's just nothing a bunch of in. cats living down there. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. I love cats. Yeah. So, but it's the idea, what, what if an ancient civilization did exist like this in these two different locations? Or it's, it was all, you know, part of the same society, that they were very well-traveled, that they knew exactly what was going on, that they had all this technology that we do not understand now and then a pole shift happened sent us back to the stone age we lost all of that history even the people who live in egypt know that those pyramids were there before then Mm -hmm. that is a general knowledge over there well and if we're talking about aliens living in the arctic or antarctic then there's pyramids now. Well, yeah. There's more fuel to the fire. Yeah. Well, if there's pyramids on Mars, there's got to be pyramids in, yeah, I mean. You know, and I'm I'm not even saying aliens. I am. Just previous civilizations. Just previous (laughs) civilizations that were so far advanced and we lost it. You can't tell me that isn't possible. We are very comfortable in our modern technology. We are very comfortable sitting back and saying, you know what? We've pretty much got it figured out. If something were to happen to black all of this out, to wipe us all out, to push us right back to the Stone Age, how long do you think all these structures that we have would last? They'd be gone immediately. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the newer houses? Yeah, that stuff would They're made panic. out of newspaper, yeah. I swear. Now think about how old those pyramids are. We're, we're not even totally sure about that. Think about how old those could be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All the other rest of that civilization could have fallen apart. And that's the only evidence left. And that's, that's, very it, and that's it. That's the yeah. best thing we've got. Mm-hmm. Even if we vanish tomorrow and, our, our, and, and the jungles took everything over and plant life started to destroy the roads. And if you need further evidence of that, go walk an abandoned road. Mm-hmm. Plants will tear that asphalt oh, yeah. to pieces yeah. very quickly. The only thing left would be one of those uh, mid-90s, late-90s Nokia cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
right? And people look at like, what is this thing? Like a hammer? So who's to say that there wasn't a massive change in the way that the Earth sits? Like Aaron's always talking about that pulse shift, right? And it ended that society completely. And those who did survive, those who did make it out, just were like, you know what? We're going back to the caves. <laughs> we're we're going to go to what's reliable to survive. And this is the way that we'll we'll do it. Start making all houses like that then. <laughs> right? So I got to I gotta bring this up because I saw this on some YouTube crazy crap that I watch at one in the morning <laughs> to relax and go to bed. Yeah. Um, but this gal brought this up, and it ties into an episode we did here just a few weeks back about the Bayside Mall and that, you know, are there alien bases in Antarctica, whatever. So she, she, her theory was... She pulled up the coordinates of the Bayside Mall because they were talking about portals and these things shifting in and out. And what if these interdimensional beings, these aliens, these whatever, read numbers differently than they should be? So the Bayside Mall sits at 25.7784 degrees north and uh, 80.1868 west well what if they plugged the numbers in incorrectly at 80.1868 east and 25.7784 south it puts you smack dab in antarctica <laughs> and i thought that was just they were trying genius. to go in they to were antarctica to, yeah. go to the base in antarctica you fat fingered this one jerry <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You put them backwards, you idiot. While I'm here, grab a pair of them shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some of those AE shorts. But stop using MapQuest. My, right. my Crocs already broke. I need another pair. But I thought that was just brilliant because who does that? Who goes, what are the coordinates of the mall? And where if I, you know, make those opposite, where does it put me? Right mm. in the middle of Antarctica. I'm going to tell you that there are some conspiracy theories when it comes to like ley lines and, oh, and power centers of the earth. Well, and, the pyramids in Egypt, one of the coordinates for that corresponds to the speed of light. I don't remember which one it is. But, right. And, like, and to like, several decimal points. If, if you look at like Orion's belt and, and the way that the pyramids are set, I mean, there's a lot of coordinates and numbers and mathematics i mean these things go as deep as you want them to go folks <laughs> if you want to get into you know these pyramid conspiracy theories and these uh zeta reticula type of theories and start reading the stars go for it but i don't feel that that's overly interesting thank god I <laughs> Because then I don't have all these conspiracy no, yeah, theories. Oh, uh, over there. I don't find that very interesting. Okay. I think ley lines are really pretty interesting. You know, in the fact that, like, like you said, the the pyramids in Giza are lined up to Orion, Orion's belt, which mm -hmm. tells you some thought went into it back. Well, see, in the day. and that's different. Yeah, I get that. Right. Sure. And and from what we're told, you know, oh, oh you know, they're Six thousand years old, maybe seventy-two hundred years old. They didn't have the technology then on their own, supposedly, to be able to do stuff like that. So where'd that come from? And if the pyramids line up perfectly, like Orion's Belt, and they're on perfect ley lines, and you look at the ones on Mars, and now you look at the ones in Antarctica and in South America, 
there's a lot to be said for some and and how they do lay along some of those same you know latitude longitude type lines. There's some whacked out stuff going on. Well, and I'll tell you this, and and this is where I will I will leave the pyramids alone. Yeah, leave the pyramids alone. <laughs> leave the pyramids. Alone. We are working. We are still <laughs> teaching conventional historical discoveries made by individuals from the 1920s and earlier who aren't even from the country. They simply showed up, started digging, and they're like, I don't know, here's my best guess. Okay, well, they stamped that in a goddamn book how many years ago, and we just keep repeating it. Mm -hmm. The scientists who I do appreciate now, the archaeologists who I do appreciate now, are the ones who are willing to sit back and say, what if that guy was wrong? Why don't mm -hmm. we go ahead and explore something else? Don't rely on this conventional education because we have disproved how many different things. And there's another thing that really bothers me about a lot of archaeologists from that time period. I'm wrong. That's a phrase they won't say. <laughs> right. I don't know. That's another phrase a lot of them didn't like to say. Well, they don't know. They have no goddamn idea how old those pyramids are. But here's my best guess. Okay, I'll go off your best guess because you're an educated individual and this is your field. That I can appreciate. But to sit there and, and foo-foo other people who are coming forward going, but what if it was that? What if it was this? Academia pisses me off when they do start doing that garbage because their theories are just as viable as yours. And I appreciate the individuals who sit back and say, geez, man, what if you were right? That's kind of crazy. Why don't we go ahead and explore that route, even if it is just to disprove it, right? I'm willing to do that. And a science should approach everything with an open mind. That's the point of science, to approach things with an open mind and redo it over and over and over. Except for flat earth. <laughs> <laughs> don't approach that with an open mind. Well, and here's the deal. When it comes to flat earth, it's been proven over and over and over. And if you want to conduct the same experiments to prove that the earth is round, you can do it in your backyard. All you got to do is YouTube it. Look it up. Well, you just look at the moon. Just look at the way the moon is visible in the southern hemisphere, northern hemisphere. The moon is a spaceship manned by aliens. Who are <laughs> yes, watching it us, was Steve. actually towed here, Steve. That's Duh. no moon. But the, <laughs> but the way that it like is visible, it's inverted in the southern hemisphere compared to the northern hemisphere. Uh, the way that it's always the same apparent size, no matter where on earth you view it from. How come the toilet flushes this way here, that way here? Yeah, you know, those things prove that the moon is far away and that we're on a sphere. Yeah. So those two things, that's all you have to look. Just look at the moon. And, or the, the way that the sun figure eights into the mm. sky during the seasons. I mean, if, if we could speed it up so people could see it, it, it'd be easy to just sit back and go, yeah, okay, I buy it. Because Earth has got to do that. <laughs> right. And that's what it does as we go around the sun. And you experience seasons because it's round. But it could also be that the sun has some unseen power that makes it travel in weird shapes. Because <laughs> it's not a real star. No, absolutely yeah. not. Okay, last thing. 2010-2011, Eric Hecker spent 366 consecutive days in the South Pole and has testified before Congress that the company he worked for, Raytheon, has an earthquake-generating machine located in the South Pole. Who is Raytheon? Well... 
Raytheon Company, which is now the business segment of RTX Corporation, and was a major U.S. defense contractor and an industrial corporation with manufacturing uh, capabilities and weapons, military and commercial electronics. So what did Hecker say? He's supposed to be this big whistleblower, right? And well, Hecker said that they've developed directed energy weapon systems such as the Ice Cube Neutrino Detector. The which, death ray. The death ray, which he said has actually caused the earthquakes in Christchurch, New Zealand in 2011, as well as other weapons. So I would say if you want to learn a little bit more about him, look it up. He gives uh, pretty convincing testimony. Um, but again, it's one of those situations where if you're going to be the whistleblower, blow the whistle, man. Mm. I hate it when people come forward and they're like, well, yeah, but I can't tell you that person's name. And, it's like, and I can't just tell you. do it. Yeah. You've already ruined your life. Just go ahead and do it. Stop yeah. being so vague. Yeah. It just makes you look unreliable. Exactly. Yeah. And I understand that you want to protect certain people, but guess what, man? You're a whistleblower. I want names. I don't want you to look at me and go, well, I'm going to go ahead and protect this witness, but he's the guy who told me all of this <laughs> bullshit. Not buying it. I want you to come forward. I want all the names. I want everything that you know. The only person I give a pass on that are the three individuals who testified before Congress because they're military members or were military members. They testified uh, this past June, if I'm remembering correctly, on the existence of UFOs, mm -hmm. right? Which I will tell you, because me and you have talked about this, the vagueness really gets me. I don't even know if that's a word. Is that a word? Vagueness? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Why not? If portally, but it, but it, <laughs> if a word, <laughs> but it makes me like, since I don't understand the details, it's it makes me question. Well, what does this even mean? Like, what's see, the point of this? But see, like during some of these testimonies, like with, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on his name, David Gershner. Grush, Grush, Grush. Okay, his testimony. He worked in in the field of intelligence. So he knew exactly what he could say and what he couldn't. The reason why he was being so vague was because he could have individuals come down from the top and go, weren't supposed to say that, and now I'm going to charge you. Which I understand, but at the same time, you're already doing this. You right, know? where it, other instances, okay, like uh, uh, maybe in this uh, hacker guy's case, and I don't know, maybe he is trying to protect somebody, but why are you going to blow the whistle and be like, well, I can't tell you how I know that, but I yeah. know it. Well, I'm not believing you now. If 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 you're not going to be charged with something like treason because you gave away state secrets, then step forward and start naming names. Start bringing these people down. Because the whole idea is that the military industrial complex has been working with aliens for years, either stealing the technology from them and de-engineering it, or in a partnership to develop these things so that we've got control. Not even we. And when I say we, I'm talking about the U.S. government. Because there are members in the U.S. government who have no idea that this is going on. None. So who's in control of the most powerful weapons on Earth? The death ray! <laughs> well, here's a crazy part about about this eric guy too is so raytheon's like stark industries right i mean like they're they make weapons and and i think one of their big key lines was to push our scientists beyond what is possible right so they're for real 
And he's down there, and he's talking about this, you know, thing that can generate earthquakes, a DEW. We did a little deal on this with Lahaina, right? Direct energy weapons. And maybe HARP. Who knows how that plays in. But Raytheon's down there. They've got a base down there. Didn't we talk about the Antarctic Treaty where we're not supposed to have weapons in Antarctica? Like, what's Raytheon doing there anyway? Well, I think the cover was that these humongous things that are buried in the ice is actually supposed to be some sort of telescope, some sort of of scientific device, not a weapon. But the the adverse side effect is... May cause earthquakes. <laughs> no, no. May cause take, Do not take Raytheon if you're allergic to Raytheon. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. But see, that's the thing. Hecker did say that the earthquakes that were caused, supposedly, allegedly, in Christchurch, that was an accident. They didn't mean for that to happen. So maybe it is like, oh, crap, this thing can do that? Mm. Oh, shit. Could cause a rash. Could cause earthquakes. Yeah. Could cause global meltdown. <laughs> you never know. It could be happening. We don't know. Um if it is, again, you know, if you're going to whistleblow, man, mm-hmm. whistleblow. Just do it. Just do it. Just come forward and start dropping names. You want to know why you drop names? Because people start moving. Things start happening. Right. Otherwise, you're just some. You're just one of the many in a long line of people standing around going, okay, what'd you see? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, yeah, that's no different than this guy over here. And you're just going to, everything you say is just going to hit the pile. You're going to be there for conversation. Yep. Nothing will be done. We need people. If you're going to whistleblow, whistleblow. Commit. You know? And yeah. well, that's the thing. You know, they might look at me and be like, well, Floyd, I'm the one putting my ass on the line here. Yeah, you are. But, but if you're going to tell me a little bit of the truth, why not tell yeah, me go, all of it? Go full like Snowden, Assange. Yeah. If, if your conscience is bothering you enough where you have to say something. If it's not, then just don't say anything. Right. And if it is, then say something. Right. L- Lazar didn't come out and he's like, I've seen some shit. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, what'd you see, Bob? And he's like, some stuff. How much time some do you stuff. have? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you who or what, but I've seen things. But Bob, oh. What did Bob do? Bob told you everything. Well, that, but that's what I'm saying. Go yeah. go that big. Go Lazar. Go, go Lazar big. Yeah. Protect yourself by saying the names. Protect yourself by, I think, the one individual, like the the people that Bob protects to this day, I think, was like his lab partner. I, I think nobody knows who his lab partner actually was. Because it was an alien. Mm. <laughs> you and I don't know that, man. Yeah. I mean, we don't know that it wasn't. So, well, Antarctica, land of mystery. <laughs> right. Well, that's exactly it, though. We know about as much as of Antarctica as we do the moon. Why? Because we can't really get there. Yeah. It's it's not a place that a lot of people make a destination. Now, yes, if you're one of the seven summit climbers and you want to hit the highest point on every continent, yeah, you go there for that purpose. Most people don't just go down there, though. I know a couple of people over in Gillette that have been, um, but that's very, I uh, you know, you're you're on the very edge of yeah. Antarctica. So we don't know anything about it. We don't know anything about the moon unless science tells us about it. Kind of same thing with Antarctica. Beautiful for 
conspiracy theories. Yeah, because exactly. we don't know it, we fill in the blanks. It's a petri dish of yes. conspiracy theories. Yeah, and it's so close too. It's like it's right here on Earth. Right. Yeah. It's not the moon, which is two hundred thousand miles away. It's like right there, but you just can't quite reach it. Yeah. Yeah. And well, even if you can reach it. It's gigantic. Yeah. Like you're not. It's a continent. Yeah, you're not doing a full scale you're, investigation. You're not finding the Crystal the City. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and like I said, it's covered nice, man. Right. Like yeah. the scientists that we do have down down there, they're doing ice core tests. Mm-hmm. They're looking at ice that's tens of thousands of years old, and and trying to make the best determination off of what they get from that. You know, it, it, the only way we'll ever know. Anything about Antarctica. It certainly won't be within my lifetime. But we just keep kicking along with this global warming thing. And uh, maybe it'll all melt away and we'll be able to figure out what the hell's going on down there. No. I'm thinking pole shift. At least we'll get see a better the, chance. You'll see the pyramids before it all goes up in flames. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Save the penguins. <laughs> yeah. All right. You've been listening to Jackalopes Explore. <laughs> I like the little